You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. to life? Are you looking for more joy, freedom, and purpose in your life? This is Living a Courageous, Authentic Life with your host, Jennifer Monahan. Many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals, but we may soon realize that something is missing. Jennifer was there, and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power, find joy, and realize your full potential. Now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and iTunes and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Last week, we talked about courage, and a number of people called in and shared their stories of what courage meant to them and, and how they used their courage to move forward on their lives. And I wanted to say thank you to them. And, and point out that courage comes in many shapes and sizes. What is deemed as courageous depends on your perspective, where you are in your life, uh, the mix of what's going on in your life, and, and quite frankly, what you have the capability to deal with or work through at that time. Today, we're going to explore courage a little bit deeper, and we're going to talk about having the courage to release what no longer suits or fits you in your life. As a reminder, I'd love for you to call in with your questions and stories about what you've released in order to live your authentic life. You can call 866-451-1451 and we will take your calls and hear what you have to say about that. Like any journey or trip we take, um, we need to figure out what we pack in our suitcase and what we leave behind. If we take a look around our homes, for example, we see that we have many, many things that we have surrounding us, many things that we carry through our lives. And the reality is, reality is often we have many things that we don't even need. Um, in our homes, we may have clutter and piles of belongings. Uh, I know people, myself included, who will do at least one annual run of donations to Goodwill, if not more. Uh, and these things tend to weigh us down. Uh, as we look around, there, there are things that require us to take some type of action, whether it's the, the need to be responsible for the management and upkeep of it or responsible for cleaning these items or just responsible for being able to walk around them uh, as we're trying to get out the door. I mentioned on the last show that I've spent 17 years as a business strategy consultant, U.S. or internationally. And when you're on the road like that every week, you learn very quickly how to pack and, and what's truly important and what is 
maybe a nice to have or unnecessary to bring with you when you're when you're flying somewhere. I've gotten to the point now where I can and have traveled, you know, for a month at a time with just a carry-on bag and a purse. Uh, and I actually spent this past year with that same carry-on bag and purse when I was down in Guatemala and then over in Asia. It continually surprises me when I go to the airport when I see how many things people are carrying around with them and lugging through the airport. And it just serves as a reminder to me that we make our lives that much more difficult when we're carrying a lot of stuff with us. And the reality is we need so much less than the many things that we do carry around with us. So what does this have to do with a courageous life? Uh, from a courageous life perspective, uh, we have things that we need to release as well. They're usually things more around the lines of mental and emotional baggage as opposed to physical things. But, you know, physical things could come into play as well. Uh, specifically today, we're going to be talking about two things, uh, personas and limiting beliefs and, and how, how we get these or how we obtain them, uh, where we start carrying them in our lives and the benefits and, and quite frankly, the drawbacks of continuing to move forward with them when they no longer suit us or fit us. So what are personas? Personas are things that we take on usually as children uh, that really help us navigate our childhood and an unknown world. Um, if you think about it, when we're a young child, everything is new. Everything is different. Uh, we haven't figured out the, you know, the quote, the rules of, of how to play in the world. And we're learning. And as we go through our childhood, we may take on a role um, or a role may be given to us that helps us navigate, helps us figure out our place in the world, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, um, and, and gives us a, an anchor point, if you would, to go forward with. A limiting belief is also something that uh, is often impressed upon us from an early age. And those limiting beliefs can come to us from our families, from our religious beliefs, culture, society. Uh, and they are things that are, they're just the, the generally accepted and known truth, if you would, about the world that we live in. So limiting beliefs and personas aren't necessarily bad, as we'll talk about in a few minutes, uh, but they are things that shape how we view the world. They shape the perspective that we have and, quite frankly, can shape how far or how little we move ahead as we start living our lives. So we'll explore both the positives and negatives of those on our show. And again, I encourage you to call in with your questions or stories uh, of what you've released in order to live your authentic life. The number here is 866-451-1451. So limiting beliefs and personas, as I said, are things that we take on as children, and often we aren't even fully aware of them. They can be uh, so deeply ingrained in our lives that they're they're like the air that we breathe. We, we aren't aware of them. It just comes in and out, and we, we filter everything through these personas and limiting beliefs. Um, one of the first things that we need to do as, as people who are looking to live courageously and authentically is become aware of them. 
We'll talk more about that as well today. So let's spend a quick second digging into personas. Um, personas are not necessarily bad. Uh, and I'll give a few examples in a minute here, but they often teach us important things about ourselves and the world around us. In fact, sometimes they can even align with your life purpose, and there is a gift associated with a persona. Every single one of us, as far as I can tell, does have a persona or more than one persona, and it does not require that we have gone through a, an extremely difficult childhood in order to gain a persona or, or take on a persona. Uh, as I mentioned, there are things that help us navigate our world, and I'll, I'll give you an example of one of my clients. Uh, this woman was the, the youngest of, of the children in a family. Uh, her parents definitely cared about her and, and loved her, but her parents did not get along. Um, and she became what I would call a peacemaker. That was the persona she took on in her family to help her navigate a situation where her parents didn't get along. As the peacemaker, she, um, she did gain some lifelong gifts and also some things that didn't benefit her as an adult. So, for example, some of the gifts that she received were the ability to listen and understand um, and see perhaps both sides of a discussion or, or two sides of a different perspective. She gained the ability to serve as a go-between um, with two people that were having a conflict or a disagreement, and she, she learned how to be that liaison between two different people. But some of the, the quote, negatives or uh, non-gifts, I would say, that that persona did also bring with it was uh, it was very difficult for her to state what she wanted in her life. Um, she consistently came from the perspective of, if I say or do this, will it rock the boat? Will it make waves? Um, and this constant thinking of others made it difficult for her to think of herself. We will explore more about uh, personas when we come back. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, so stay tuned. The earliest human societies worshiped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. 
frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we're talking about the courage to release what no longer suits you or fits you as you go forward in your life. Just before the break, I was talking about a client of mine who is the the youngest child of a a family uh, whose parents didn't get along and how she took on this role or this persona of being the peacemaker within her family. Um, And we talked about the gifts of that and, and the negatives. And as a peacemaker, she you can see the gifts of listening and understanding and the ability to serve as a go-between and seeing different perspectives are very valuable as we go forward in life. But the negative aspects of the persona for her manifested as not being able to state what she wanted, uh, not wanting to make waves or or rock the boat in any way, and constantly thinking of others uh, at the exclusion or making it at least very difficult for her to think of herself. As we think about somebody who's reached adulthood and and carries a persona such as the peacemaker, um, we can start to see how difficult it is to truly live the life that we want, the life that's burning within us, if we are, as in the case of this client, unable to state what we want, not wanting to make waves and um, keeping yourself small and and in check uh, for this client these negatives were things that she needed to overcome. Let me give you a a couple other examples of personas because they come in many shapes and sizes and and all sorts of different roles or or names apply. Um, So for example, a caretaker is a persona. Um, You can think of a situation, for example, where a child grows up in a home where perhaps one of the parents is very ill um, or needs some type of uh, care Uh, because of their mental or physical state. Uh, Again, there's some wonderful gifts that can come from being a caretaker. You can learn empathy. You can learn responsibility. um, You can learn how to truly think of others and and be there for them and even anticipate their needs. And these are wonderful things to bring forward. Um, But some of the, the challenges with being a caretaker can, in fact, be uh, the inability to, to put yourself first. Uh, and all those ads or the announcements that we hear on the, on the airplanes about, you know, if you need to do an oxygen mask, take care of yourself first, then help others around you are very true. Uh, for us to live our lives and to be able to truly give of ourselves to others, we do have to put ourselves first. And somebody who has a caretaker persona may have a difficult time doing this. Uh, another persona may be um, the baby. Uh, the baby of the family. This is usually the the last child born, right? Um, And some gifts of being the baby are, you know, things such as being, uh, perhaps having a a stronger connection with your parents, uh, being felt 
being coddled and loved and cared for. Um, but some of the negatives or potential challenges with wearing that persona could also include an inability to take responsibility for your life, to stand up on your own two feet and move forward uh, as an adult um, and instead holding yourself back because you you believe that you are the baby and you um, maybe are not capable of doing some things. The class clown or, or the, you know, the, the humorous persona is someone who makes some others laugh. So perhaps during childhood you found that you, you gained acceptance and friends by making others laugh. And bringing joy and laughter to the world is a beautiful gift and, and something that we need more and more of in our world. Uh, so it's a, a has some great aspects to it. But from a potential challenge side, your your class clown may not feel comfortable sharing any other emotions other than silliness and joy. Uh, they may not know how to reach out to others if they are going through a difficult time and need a shoulder to support them or someone to hug them when they're experiencing grief. So, so just a few examples there, and you can see how these personas uh, – the challenges associated with the personas can hold us back in our adulthood uh, if that role they play is no longer valid. One thing I'd like to point out is that we are not our personas. So if you are a class clown or a peacemaker or a caretaker or the baby or fill in the blank, um, they are not who we truly are. Um, think of them as a mask or or a costume that we maybe wear uh, as we're interacting with others. But underneath that mask or costume is our true selves. And we talked a little bit last time about our true selves being that spark within us that, that comes out uh, and is shared with the world. So I get asked often by clients, you know, how do you identify your personas? How do I know which personas I've been carrying with me? And then, you know, the next step is how do I identify how those personas may be holding me back from, from truly living my life? One way that you can identify your personas is to just sit down and take a look back at your life and I actually have clients put paper out. If you can get a long sheet of paper, great. If you're using small pieces of paper, maybe tape some together. Uh, but look back at your life and write down the key moments of your life. Think of it as a timeline of your life. So, you know, at the very beginning, you're born. And then maybe when you were two or three, something major happened. Mom got sick or... Um, met my new best friend or whatever, and go through your life and, and highlight those key moments and just mark them up to current day. If, if, you know, you don't have time to do your entire life, start with the first decade and then go to the next decade and the next one after that. Once you have those key moments down, look at them and try to remember what happened during those key moments. What were you feeling? How did you act? Um, what were the expectations others had of you during that key moment? How did others treat you? Um, did you act one way with your family and another way with your friends? Did you act one way when you're at work and another way when you're at home? Uh, as you go through and look at that, you should start to get a picture of, hey, I see that when I am with my family and I am 
then there's a, a, a key moment uh, that occurred during my life or in the lives of the family that I live with, uh, that I typically was the one who came in and rescued everything. I was the rescuer. I could handle anything that they gave me. And my family always looked at me to take care of the details and figure out how to solve the problem and, um, you know, kind of carry everybody forward. That could be an indication that you in fact were quote, the rescuer, uh, Superman, Superwoman, uh, whatever you want to name you want to give to that persona. But look for those patterns as you think about your life. Identify how you acted, what the expectations were. And you'll start to get a picture of here are potential personas that I may be carrying with me. Once you've identified your your potential personas, then it's time to step back and say, hey, is this persona good or is this persona holding me back? Are there parts of this persona that are good that I want to carry forward or are there no parts of it that really are beneficial to me? So one thing to keep in mind is that all personas, you know, they do not need to be released necessarily. You could, you could have a persona that has some wonderful aspects to it that you want to hold on to. So maybe instead of releasing it, you reframe it. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about limiting beliefs and we can continue a little bit more about personas. Call in with your questions and examples at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today we're talking about the courage to release things that no longer fit us or serve us, and specifically we're talking about personas and limiting beliefs. Uh, we just wrapped up about personas, those roles that we take on uh, in our childhood and carry on through life. And now we're going to shift over to limiting beliefs. So what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is often impressed upon us from an early age uh, by our families, our friends, our society, culture, religion, uh, ethnic beliefs, etc. cetera. Uh, they are the things that are, quote, known and understood uh, about the world that we live in. And there are several types of limiting beliefs. One type is the, quote, it's always been done this way type of limiting belief. So this is how our family makes decisions, or this is how we always spend the holidays, or everyone in our family goes and they work in the family business. Um, these type of limiting beliefs are, are 
culturally ingrained, uh, often at the family level, but again, can also be at other levels as well. Another type of limiting belief are what I call the I am statements. Uh, they are things that we believe about ourselves, perhaps because others have told us, uh, or perhaps because we've looked around and made a comparison or a determination about ourselves that may not in fact be true. true. So for example, I am not smart enough. I am too slow. I am ugly. I am don't have the money. I am too poor. I am not worthy. Or the big one that I hear a lot and see a lot is I am unlovable. I am not worthy of love. Um, the third type of limiting beliefs are what I call societal or cultural beliefs. And these are typically more widespread than say within a family or within a small group. So things such as girls should be nice and quiet or boys will be boys. And uh, the expectation with that is boys will run around and jump and play and things like that. Or everyone works in their family business as a societal or cultural belief. The reality is that these limiting beliefs can also hold you back and they may prevent you from seeing a situation or an opportunity from a completely different perspective that might actually be better aligned with your life. So I'm going to share one example. It's a famous example, and then we'll get into some client examples. But there was a limiting belief uh, back in the 1950s and earlier that it was impossible for a human being to run a, four, uh, a mile in under four minutes. The four-minute mile was believed to be unattainable. And every runner out there believed that. Every coach believed it. It was just ingrained in the running uh, mentality. Nobody can run a four-minute mile. And then in 1954, a miracle happened. Uh, Roger Bannister ran a mile in less than four minutes. Um, he broke through a limiting belief that uh, was held by everybody in the industry. And the interesting thing was once he ran that mile in less than four minutes, other runners began to do the same. It was almost as if by Roger Bannister showing that what was once thought impossible is, is, is tr truly possible, that he broke through the limiting beliefs that others have. They saw that somebody else had done it. They realized that they were the only thing holding themselves back because if Roger can do it, why can't I do it? And they then also began running a mile in less than four minutes. Um, and it started first with the men, and then we had a woman who broke the four-minute mile, and the trickle through to how people run was huge. So how does this look from a client example? Well, for example, I had one client who believed she wasn't worthy and didn't deserve anything good in her life. This belief was so deeply ingrained within her um, that she was unable to see her many gifts and talents that she had. And if somebody complimented her on that gift or talent, she would push it away. Oh, no, no, no. I don't really, I'm not that good. Or, oh, so-and-so is so much better than me. Uh, she was unable to recognize the gift within herself and therefore was unable to accept the compliment that came her way. This was so ingrained within her um, 
that she couldn't recognize what I call the voice in your head. And we all have this voice in our head. It is playing this same reel over and over again. Whatever your limiting belief or beliefs are, um, they're playing in your head. When you have an interaction with somebody and you're you have the opportunity to share your insights or your knowledge and you do so. If you have a limiting belief that you're stupid, you're not going to trust the value that your, your insights and knowledge are going to play with, are going to provide to someone else. That tape playing over and over again just negates any wisdom that you may have. So for my client who believed that she wasn't worthy and couldn't see the gifts that she had, uh, I'll talk in a few minutes about how she began to work through that limiting belief. But let's spend a minute talking about how do you identify a limiting belief. Uh, again, it's something that may be so deeply ingrained, it's like the air. We don't see it, we don't feel it. I found that by asking why and why not, uh, to those things that I accept as a fact, then I'm able to begin to identify limiting beliefs. So how does that work? Well, what you're looking to do is find a, a satisfactory answer that supports the validity of the belief that you have. So for example, and I talked last week about this idea of a concept of a home and how I grew up thinking that a home was a building that you owned on a patch of land and, you know, maybe you had a picket fence and everything around it and you had a dog and a couple kids and all of that. But this concept of home actually was one of my limiting beliefs. So using this why and why not uh, perspective and, and questioning of that concept, I started to ask my questions such as, why do I have to own a home? Why couldn't I? rent a home. And as soon as I asked myself those questions, I realized that the only thing that was holding me back from renting a home was my belief that I was supposed to own a home. And then from there, from renting, it became, well, why do I have to rent? Why couldn't I have a different type of living situation? Why can't I live without a traditional home and just be a nomad? And as I asked these questions, I'm not going to lie, there was resistance that built up, built up within me, but that also was an indication to me that I was uh, dealing with a potentially limiting belief here. We're going to take a quick break. Call in with your questions and, and your examples of limiting beliefs and personas at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. 
Hi, my name is Myra Fox, and I am a survivor. I am the founder of the Castle Lewis I Survived Foundation and the author of a series of books entitled I Survived a Murder Untold, which tells the story of my sister and I who were abandoned and left in the care of a woman who beat us repeatedly. Unfortunately, it resulted in the death of my sister, Castle Lewis, which is revealed in a page-to-page -page chilling story. After spending time in the foster care system, I've documented my suffering and my loss and ultimately my survival. I'm blessed to work daily in my community and surrounding areas to give back by helping others and feeding the homeless. I want to spread awareness of the dangers of abuse. You can purchase my books and contribute to the Castle Lewis I Survive Foundation by visiting www.castlelewis.com or you can call us at 540-999-8401. Thank you. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today we're talking about the courage to release what no longer suits or fits us as we go through life, uh, specifically about limiting beliefs and personas. It's not enough to simply identify the personas and the limiting beliefs that we're carrying with us. We also have to work to release them. And as we work to release them, we change the strength and the reality of those personas. We change the strength and the reality of the belief, and they do begin to dissipate. The reality is the way that we think and act is ingrained in us. Right? We, we are creatures of habit. We, we have a routine, for example, that we go through every morning. We maybe get up and we go to the bathroom and we brush our teeth and we make our coffee. And, and we do all of that on autopilot. We're not actually thinking as we go through that process. We are, we've simplified our life by creating this habit and creating this autopilot capability. If we had to think about everything that we did and really focus on it and consider, okay, do I turn on the coffee pot now or two minutes from now or, you know, do I put cream or milk in my coffee? Those types of decisions would eventually drive us crazy and we'd probably become immobilized and unable to do much of anything. Well, the same is true of our personas and our limiting beliefs. They are deeply ingrained with us, in, inside of us. So similar to learning a new habit, we have to learn a new way of viewing the world and ourselves. So with our personas, if you remember, these are masks or costumes that we wear as we go through life. We have to consciously choose to remove the mask, to consciously choose to remove the costume. With our limiting beliefs, these are things that uh, play in our heads as the way things are or the way things are supposed to be. And they trap us, right? And, and force us into a smaller box. So we have to choose to be aware of them. We have to choose to consciously negate them as we go through life. So much as when um, the four minute mile was broken. Then other runners chose to say, I can do this too. I don't have to believe this belief that a four minute mile is not possible. So the first step in, uh, starting to release a limiting belief or a persona is awareness. So we talked about, you know, ways to identify what your personas are, ways to identify limiting beliefs. As you go through exercises similar to that, uh, or those actual exercises, you become aware. You become aware of when you maybe 
acting or reacting based on a persona when you might be holding yourself back because of a limiting belief. That awareness allows you to start to see when you're doing these things and gives you the opportunity to actually pause and choose a different way of acting, choose a different way of responding, choose a different way of being. So step one is awareness. What are my limiting beliefs? What are my personas? Step two is really understanding the patterns. When are you falling back on a persona or or working within the constraints of a persona? When are you limiting yourself because of belief? So look for those patterns. Is there a certain time of day where you seem to use them more? Are there situations that bring this out to you, for you? Are there certain people or types of people that when you're with them, you fall into your persona, your limiting beliefs? Whatever it is, uh, look for those patterns. Maybe it's when you're really tired that you are you feel like you just go back into the comfort of your persona, your limiting belief. Look for the patterns. Begin to identify when you are with those personas and limiting beliefs and just be aware of it. You might also want to create a reminder. So perhaps you have a post-it note uh, with the new belief uh, that that counters the limiting belief. So that's, you know, maybe it's a picture on your phone or it's a post-it note on your, your laptop screen or it's on your mirror in your bathroom. Maybe you find an image that really reflects the person that you are instead of that persona that you've been carrying around with you. Uh, one of my clients realized that she had been carrying around this persona of a small child. That was the role that she played in the family was a small child. And she realized that that wasn't who she was, which was great. And when she really thought about it and really tapped into her heart and her personal strength, she discovered that who she was, was like a superhero and this amazing warrior woman who was strong and able to stand on her own two feet and, you know, had a shield and, and, you know, one arm up and just ready to take on the world. And so she found a picture uh, of that type of image and she put it exactly where she'd see it every day just to remind her who she was. So create some type of reminder for yourself of what it is you're trying to either um, release as a limiting belief. So go for the positive. If you believe that I am not worthy, then The new belief is I am worthy. Look for an image of the person you are underneath their persona, underneath the masks, underneath the costumes that you're wearing. And then once you have that done, it's time to start getting to work. So practice. And there's several ways that you can practice being your true self, ways that you can practice with this new belief. One is visualization. Visualization is an extremely powerful tool. Um, Our minds don't really know the difference between what's really in front of us and what we're thinking, right? We could be thinking about a piece of chocolate cake and we could be so focused on how it smells and what it tastes like and all of that, that we, we actually have a physical response. Our mouth will start to water. Our stomach might start to grumble because we've been dreaming about this chocolate cake. 
The same thing is true when we visualize who we really are or visualize the counter to our limiting belief. So visualize ourselves doing something differently. Visualize yourself being in that warrior person or whatever image it is that is your true self. See yourself in interactions with family and friends and coworkers, bringing your, your true self forward instead of the persona forward. Visualize, visualize yourself actually going and doing something counter to your limiting belief. So if you believe that you are not smart enough to have your own business, visualize yourself having your own business. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, call in at 866-451-1451 with your thoughts and suggestions. And when we come back, we'll talk more about what you need to do to start releasing. Stay tuned. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at Les Colde Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Wait No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Wait No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Wait No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Wait No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We've been talking about how to release personas and limiting beliefs that uh, no longer suit you and have been holding you back. And just before break, we talked about how to visualize and see yourself doing something differently around uh, releasing that persona, releasing that limiting belief. Once you visualize, then it's time to actually do it. So practice, find safe situations uh, where you can try on your who you really are, where you can explore releasing that limiting belief. Perhaps you have a really good friend who, um, who supports you and trusts you and, and can be there and, and encourage you as you do these things. Um, but actually doing it differently is the next big step. 
it is, as I said, you're building a new habit. So uh, you'll have to remind yourself and practice and practice and practice until it becomes much more uh, part of your how you go through life. Um, and recognize that you're going to have to have patience with yourself. Like any habit, change takes time. And quite frankly, there will be times, I can guarantee it, there will be times when you fall back into your old habit. Uh, if that happens, just pick yourself up, brush yourself off. Don't beat yourself up over it, right? Uh, part of learning who we are is getting this awareness and these lessons. And anytime that you do fall back into an old, old habit, it's an opportunity for you to, to learn another way of moving forward on the new habit. And each time that you do go forward with your new habit of showing your true self, of negating a limiting belief, celebrate it. Pat yourself on the back, treat yourself to, you know, a nice walk outside or a coffee break or something along those lines when, when you make a change, because you are truly moving forward when you do that. So how does this look in real life? Let me give a couple client examples. So the client who uh, believed that she was not worthy and, and couldn't see the gifts and the value that she brought to the world, she actually... Uh, put up post-it notes with her new belief, which is I am worthy and I am talented and I am skilled and I have gifts that I can bring to the world. And she put these post-it notes up where she could see them, including one by uh, on the mirror in her bathroom. And every morning she would look at herself in the mirror and say this new belief, I am worthy. I deserve good things. I have gifts and talents. It was very difficult for her at first, staring herself in the eye in the mirror and saying these things uh, that countered everything she believed about herself was virtually impossible at first. She couldn't make eye contact and she really had to work on first making the eye contact and then saying the words out loud. Over time, it got easier and before she knew it, you know, within a, a month or two, she was able to say the words uh, and look at herself in the face, deep in the eyes. And then she started to believe it, which is the true power of, of this type of an exercise. She started to believe that she was worthy. She started to believe that she did have gifts that were valuable and useful for the world. And she started to own those gifts. And as she did so, she was able then to go forward and and really make a difference with the people that she interacted with every day. For my client who was the peacemaker, uh, she also used post-it notes uh, to help remind her of the, the value of her connecting first with herself and what she wanted. Um, and then working to understand others. So this idea of putting herself first was one of the things that she needed to do to release this persona around a peacemaker. She found safe instances, and again by safe I mean friends that were fully supportive of her as she practiced and worked through this, where she began to state her opinion and what she wanted. And it started off small. It was things like, I really could go for a cup of coffee right now. I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a cup of coffee. And over time, it became bigger things that she stated that she wanted and what her opinions were. You know, up to this year for vacation, I want to go here. 
as she began to express her opinion, she began to feel stronger internally and realized that she had power and capabilities within her. Uh, she had a strength within her that she didn't know existed because when she was in that role or persona of a peacemaker, she was basically giving it all away. So this, this exercise, which again took some time, gave her the opportunity to really see the strength that exists within her. I'm not going to lie, this is, this is not easy to do, right? And, and as we go through releasing a persona, as we go through releasing our limiting beliefs, there may be other things that we have to release as well. So nothing is done in a, in a vacuum, and any action we take will have a ripple. So we may need to release our perspective. We may realize that the way that we've looked at our world is really not valid because it had been so shadowed and skewed by our persona and or our limiting beliefs. We may need to release some people and relationships in our lives. So for the client who started to express her opinion and what she really wanted in the world, um, there were people uh, that she knew and had thought were close friends of hers that could not accept her standing up and stating what she wanted or needed or expressing her opinion about an activity or uh, an event in the world. And those people had to fall by the, the wayside. Uh, she learned, and it wasn't an easy lesson, but she learned that a true friend is one who will allow you to be yourself and encourage you to be yourself. We also will most likely need to release those things in our lives that can hurt us, whether those are unchecked emotions that we haven't processed, addictions, etc. But things like that will fall by the wayside. A big one that we might need to release is our expectation of ourselves and others. So as we go through life, especially when we have personas and limiting beliefs that we haven't become aware of, we have an expectation of how a situation or a family gathering or a work event is going to go. We know who's going to be playing the role of the leader. We know who's going to be playing the role of the peacekeeper or the caretaker or whatever the persona or role is. And as we change we have to release our expectation of ourselves that we're going to continue to play that role. And we have to release the expectation of others that they are going to act the same way. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about where the courage is in releasing. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. 
To order your WikiWags, visit WikiWags.com. Or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit MyWikiWags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Uvmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefugue.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we're talking about the courage to release. And specifically, where is the courage in releasing? The reality is when we look to release something from ourselves, it does demand that we look deeply into ourselves and recognize that there's opportunities to improve. Um, this requires some deep introspection. Uh, it requires that we do some change, which is can be hard work and scary. Um, and I can guarantee that there will be some fears that come up that need to be worked through, breathed through, and, and then moving forward with. It also requires that we have the ability to work through an uncertain and a potentially difficult time. Right. We don't know what we're going to look like or what's going to happen to our lives uh, when we release a persona or when we negate a limiting belief. And so that that inability to see what the future looks like can be can be unsettling. And it demands that we have faith and trust that we can get through this. That even though we don't know what the end vision is going to be like, that we can get through it. And as we get through it, we're going to become better and happier with our lives because we are more authentic to who we are. The reality is you may never fully release a persona or a limiting belief. Uh, these are so ingrained in who we are that they, they may never fully go away. We will have to continue to be aware, recognize when they're coming up, work through any fears uh, as new situations come up where we want to fall back on our old habit or our old way of doing things or being, and then move through it and practice using our true selves, practice our, our new beliefs about ourselves. Uh, awareness will help you make big strides in that area. And as I said before, as we go through life and new situations come to us, uh, if we fall back into our old way of seeing things, if I fall back into this persona that you've carried through your life, don't beat yourself up. Recognize it. Move through it. Um, 
congratulate yourself on, on being able to address a different type of situation and being true to yourself. And over time, with consistency, the influence of that limiting belief and that influence of the persona should diminish. At the same time, your confidence and your belief in yourself will increase and you'll start to see examples and be able to remind yourself of examples of how you, in fact, were strong, how, in fact, you brought the best of you forward, your whole person forward in order to deal with a different situation and move forward. I have a lot more information about limiting beliefs and personas on my website, so feel free to visit spiritevolution.co to learn more. Um, there's also a free report you can download with information about limiting beliefs and personas. Um, I've had a few people reach out to me and say that they want to call in, but they can't call in because of their work schedule. So if you do have questions and you're listening offline or even if you're listening at work, shoot me an email at admin at spiritevolution.co and I'll answer your question on the next call. Thanks for listening and join me again next week where we'll continue to explore courageous, authentic lives living. Have a great day. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day -day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.